0: I even uh, there's no intro we're just gonna get right into it so to,
1: <laughs> we
0: have to ask each other what's on our minds in a couple episodes so alex what's on your mind
1: um i don't even know i feel so melancholy but like not in a depressed way mm-hmm. just like i'm a little bit over this week and i'm already over next week really I don't know. I just want to see Maya.
0: <laughs> Next week, I don't uh, know. We will see. I Hopefully, I hope I come back. I'm leaving this weekend to go home. I hope I come back refreshed. That's kind of my goal. I just want to... I'm
1: sorry. That's an Ezzie call.
0: Oh, will
1: Like, Bro, we're recording the show right now.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. But um, I promise yeah, I hopefully I have enough energy just for my family and the change in scenery to carry, finish out the semester strong. And yeah but no, I feel it's just it's stagnant, you know. Even like back in the day, we used to at least go outside, <laughs> to like do things, and like we had different buildings and places that we would exist, but there's just so few now.
1: you miss going to class?
0: Yeah, because, like, there's some classes where I don't pay attention. Like, it's so easy to just not be thinking academically or thinking in terms of classes when you're in your fucking room. Like, at least when I'm in, like, a lecture hall, I'm like, okay, this is an environment where I have to, you know, pay attention. And for for niggas like me who, you know, be talking about how they have this, this, like, undiagnosed ADHD, like, I know. I can't be, like, want me to, like, pay attention on my bed right there? Like, that is not, that's not gonna happen. And, you know, I get really lucky because the shit I'm learning about is stuff I already know. So, I'm a lot, le- like, it's okay if I'm just, like, in and out in terms of paying attention, but.
1: Yeah, that's good, at least.
0: Y'all, there is 87 active cases of COVID in Ithaca right
1: now. I'm in Ithaca. That's a whole lot.
0: You were like 17 like two weeks ago.
1: 87. I don't know. I got to get a coronavirus test tomorrow.
0: I'm just trying to have fun. So keep the party jumping. So what's up? Yeah. Oh wait, no no copyright infringement. I was just talking. I was talking to Alex. I wasn't singing a song.
1: To, sorry, I just am so stressed out. I have a lot of shit to do right now. Mm-hmm. Not even like I don't want to be doing this. It's just, just like my head is just like all over the place, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Shake them off. Shake them off. Shake them off. Shake them off. I can't. I can't. I hate this. How much like, they music is such a big part of my life and i'm pretty sure of most people's lives and the fact that like when you're creating content about your life you and you can't really include you know a big part of your life it's like damn because like i don't know and like i don't know what deals these european countries be they be making with these you know media and like music industry heads but like niggas will be playing songs in their shows, like songs that they definitely did not pay for them licensing for. And it's okay because their laws just are like, hey, that's cool. But America is so drawn into this whole capitalist system that like you got to pay someone, you know, I don't even know what the going rate for a sample or a feature is or like to use someone's music in like this podcast would probably be like upwards of $1,000. And it's like, damn. You have to pay to fully you know encapsulate your life experience if like you just listen to music because you listen to music.
1: Wow well, Wait. So you're telling me, you think that in Europe they can just sample and it's no problem. I feel like
0: there's like rule, there's some sort of rules, I hope, but it's like they're just me like playing songs, and like their TV, like their whole entire media industry is just very different. like there's one most countries have one main channel or a couple main channels where if you're from that country and you have like an IP address that says you're from that country, you have access to it. And you don't really, you get to pay, it's like Netflix, but the free version is available for the public. And if you don't want commercials, you have to pay like, I don't know, five ninety nine a month or something. And it's like, there's just so much available information that's just for free. And it's like, Why don't we have that? I guess we have PBS, but it's, like, fucking... Who's putting money into PBS? Versus, like, Canada has CBC, which is literally... It has news. It has all those official stuff. But then, like... It also has, like, fucking Dragon's Den, which is, like, Canadian Shark Tank. And that's, like, obviously just for entertainment. But it's, like, free for all Canadians to watch.
1: Isn't PBS failing right now?
0: Probably. I mean... Hold on. I think that's kind of the whole... I mean, Republicans love to say PBS is failing so that they don't want there to be publicized media because then they don't have control of the message. And there's just this constant narrative that PBS is failing because it's like, compared to, you know, other channels that pour a whole bunch of money into like marketing, advertising, and, you know, interesting or like varied, you know, programming, they're doing a lot better. But But I'm pretty sure PBS is like, still somewhat sustainable and like could be easily made sustainable or even profitable if you know someone put resources into it you know it's kind of like you know like a school in a poor neighborhood where it's like obviously you know in general compared to schools in other neighborhoods test scores other things are going to be they're going to be different but they're still surviving people that go to that school still go on to survive and still lead lives that are you know worth worth something and still some of them I mean like me, shit, end up here and it's like it's kinda like that. Like if you put money behind those schools, imagine what those people can do. But then again, thinking that money is the solve the solution for all these ails of inequality and anything is like kinda kinda fuck thinking. Well
1: oh, yeah. We're so fucked.
0: <laughs> Let's say something controversial. Actually, this isn't what? controversial. What is it? I I, I hate to say it. this is like almost this is like comedy controversial. Like this is like a comedian set. This would be something they would say that would be funny, but it's probably controversial to some people. I do not find straight men attractive. I do not get it. I just don't get it anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand.
1: I guess that's perfectly fine, you know?
0: Exactly. (laughs) Like, like people act like I'm crazy, where I'm like, I want to be with someone that, like, is at least open enough to admit they care about me. (laughs) Like, okay, so long story short, I changed my picture. You know about Grindr, right? Of course you know about Grindr. I changed my picture on Grindr to, like, something slightly slightly more suggestive and now like mm. all of these yell niggas are coming out the woodwork talking about hey where you at let me know i'm like da, da, da. i'm like okay and then i'm just like what are you into and they're like oh, i'm just trying to fuck and was like oh yeah I, i'm into like i i want to like cuddle <laughs> i want to like yeah. i don't want to like just jump into you know right into the deep end they're like not into that i'm just like oh, well, I guess this won't work out. And they get so mad when I have standards. I'm just like, what? You're coming into my community. <laughs> like, I
1: have these are, like, white guys?
0: No. These are, like, I mean, some of them are white. Some of them are black. This is, like, everyone. It's just based off of, most of the time, they're either, like, BL or they're bi or they're, like, you could just tell, like, they're just, the ways that people present themselves, you can just kind of tell what they're about. And they're just like, they're really attractive, like physically, of course, but it's just like, there's so much more to relationships than just how people look. And I'm just like, that's not, like, yeah, I get it. I look nice. You think I'm attractive. I'm, Of course, I'm not going to like, I'm flattered or whatever, but it's like, I'm not going to, because you think I'm attractive, I'm not going to stoop to, Doing whatever you want to do when you're not, you're obviously not as committed to this as I will be, and it's just annoying. Mm-hmm. But they be they be, they be pretty though. Let me not lie. But the thing is that like I feel a lot of my other, my I mean, specifically queer brothers, they're just like they're so into that because like part of them still wants to you know, fit in into that you know that hierarchy, and you know, there's, there's so much generational trauma around being queer, and they want to are you frozen, oh no, I'm not frozen, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they want to um they want to live out that fantasy of you know still being accepted by mainstream culture or whatever, but I'm like that's not that's not it for me, but yeah, that is what. That's not what was on my mind, but I just got a message. I was like, like, can y'all calm the fuck down? I know it's going to be so bad because when I go back home, because it's like, part of it is not like evolutionary, but it's like, it's based off of society where there's people who, you know, most people who act like that are generally, they're not, really feeling fulfilled in their lives or like their positioning within society obviously if they're like not open with sharing their sexuality there's probably some sort of tension or like something going on if they do that that will definitely affect their lives or affect the way people see them and back at home there's just a lot of that just based off of the cultural makeup and you know there's so much scorn about homosexuality in Caribbean cultures, and there's so much scorn about homosexuality in Jewish cultures, and there's so much scorn in Hispanic cultures, and it's just like my, my town being a, a combination of those three, primarily, it's just a very toxic place for queer people just to live. And that leads a lot of people to going down these paths where they had to do, be all secretive and not care about intimacy. So I'm probably, I mean, granted, I am going on a date with someone when I go back home. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so sad. I just, I'm over it. I'm over it. I can't. Where are you going to
1: move? You go some Canada, I guess, right?
0: I mean, it's not even about moving at this point. Because, I mean, there are a few people that I'm able to talk to and have that substantive conversations about, but... On the flip okay, so on the flip side you have people who are like down for whatever, down for, you know, to be more comfortable. But then they're just like there's something about like queer people that just leads them to overthink things all the time. Where they just like when you don't text back right away, it's like, oh my God, they don't like me. Or like it's just automatically the worst case scenario. So just a lot of tiptoeing around certain things until you get to a point where you get where both of you guys are like vulnerable or get tired, and then something happens. And I'm at that point mm-hmm. where I'm going with like a couple people. I'm just like, okay, we both like you, you're not a fucked up person for wanting to have sex with me. I want to have sex with you too. And it's like we can just do that. Like we already have talked enough to realize that we're both good people. We don't need to like the vetting process doesn't need to go on for this long for us to get there. I see. And it's like. We're just, I'm just kind of perpetually in that vetting process with a few people here. And it's like, so it's like both sides are kind of just like fucked, but I'm doing pretty well. It depends. It really does depend. Sometimes I lean into, sometimes I'm just like, fuck, I I just want to have sex with someone. I'll go fuck. I'll just go hook up with someone. But it's like other times I have people that I can just have, go start with like long conversations with. And then just like go on with my day, so I'm pretty comfortable. But both extremes are annoying in their own right.
1: Mm. I don't even remember what it's like to be single.
0: Ah, it's really funny because people really be coming out the woodwork when I changed my picture. People were really coming out the woodwork as if I uh, don't.
1: <laughs> people you know like Dan, you ain't peep yet
0: no yeah the whites no this is the sad
1: uh, the...
0: i'm i think i reached a level with the whites where i'm one of the black people that they like and i don't like that i don't like it at all we're like oh i don't i'm not normally into black guys but you're pretty cute i'm just like uh-huh what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> he
1: said, you're a cute nigger. That's what he said to you.
0: Literally. Or like, um, or like, oh, you're like skinny, but your ass is fat. I like that. I'm just like, okay. I'm like, what am I doing with this? What do you That's want me to say? Like, I don't, I don't, don't feel the same way about you. So I can't even be like, oh, you're cute too. But I also... I should be thankful that people are complimenting me because they don't have to and racism and na 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 na. I'm just like, uh, what am I doing then? <laughs> Mm-mm. Oh, When they see me pull up, Okay, I have to stop. I have to stop.
1: What do you have to stop?
0: Singing that song. It's not. <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to do that.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot. What, uh, Cornell Radio is going to get sued or something?
0: No, Cornell Radio, wait, Cornell Radio definitely, they have an out because we were able to play music on my other show on Cornell Radio, but we couldn't release a podcast under our own name with it. Yes. And it's, I actually, I don't know. Cornell Radio has been weird this semester. I feel like I definitely forgot to email Sebastian a few weeks. With our episodes, and my nigga had it, didn't say anything, or like respond, or like when I do email him, he doesn't respond. So I'm like, "Is this still? What's going on here? Are we still doing a thing, or is this just our project now?"
1: I mean, it's been our project, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's so funny. This is like literally, you know how Hollywood. Okay. You know how real life breakups are versus Hollywood breakups? I feel like this was a real life breakup where it's just like we were like, yeah, it's not working for us. But what hasn't been working for us? And then we're just like, okay, this is ours. Done.
1: Uh, Cornell Radio?
0: <laughs> Oops. And like then like three weeks down the line, then when we're down the line where we're like successful, Cornell Radio's gonna be like, hey, we were estranged. How You guys left us without making an announcement. We don't even... We haven't heard for you in so long, we're gonna be like, but like when we were here, you weren't doing nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're like the hottest show y'all niggas got.
0: Mm-mm. I get to hear
1: We it. definitely were like the hottest show.
0: I mean, I don't even know because
1: I I got no idea.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh huh. Do I have friends? No, these white people that were on the radio talking about whatever and wherever, fucking, I don't know. What? What? a the show? There was a show that was before my other show, and it would just be like it. I mean, okay, they're doing the same thing we were doing, but it was just white people, so it was just that much more annoying.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm
0: just like, who's listening to this? <laughs> like, we we're like, okay, Bob, back to
1: you. Hey, 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 welcome
0: to our new segment. Whoa this is where we're going to talk about, I don't know, trains. I'm just like, okay. I guess it's... I just
1: it's, wonder, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know who's putting that shit on. Nah, but it's then, you know,
0: if white people said the same thing about us, ha, ah, ha, 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 but people always fail to realize how, as people who are, you know, underprivileged, us speaking out against the hierarchies that play has no effect on them. <laughs> we, like... I can say whatever the fuck I want about white people. It's not going to take away any of their power. But a white person can, like, condemn us and we literally could lose a lot of our, you know, comfort and everything that we have. So it's like, people always fail to realize that. But nonetheless, I have no idea what, like... I have no idea if, like, they're getting more listeners to us. I have no idea what the demographic of Cornell Radio listeners are. Because if it's white people, then I can see us being, like, not the hottest show in town. But if it's, like, you know, artsy people who want to care about intersectionality and hear outside, uh, then I'm like, okay, this could, maybe this is for us. Maybe we're, like, we provide that for someone.
1: I mean, we never really grew our audience, you know? Like, we never tried to cultivate a community of, like, artsy POC who care about intersectionality, you know? But I think that, like, intersectionality is definitely, like, the selling point of our show. Or at least I feel like, yeah, I don't know, maybe maybe we're not that diverse in, like, our own backgrounds. But I think we both have a lot to offer.
0: I hey, that's true. Mm-hmm.
1: we definitely have pretty different backgrounds I, I think i think there's a lot of intersectionality in the two of us mm-hmm.
0: i think that i think that other shows probably do have intersectionality but they're so in line with this message of oh we're all the same like yeah we have these different upbringings these different cultures but we all care about this one thing so let's just leave all that stuff at the door and talk about fucking trains but like to- there's so much to- we talk about both of those things. Like, yeah, we really care about some of the same stuff, but we're not just going to leave out all these, like, identities and other things we care about that we may disagree with or we may have different experiences with.
1: Yeah. We're just all of us every time. Wow. that's so a- cool. R- I need to get some money. Like, I really feel like I need to, like, make a company and have that shit blow up today. Today? (laughs) What time is it?
0: Oh, no. It's,
1: like, really need. I need some bread, that's for sure. It's more than just having money, because I would get money and then probably spend it, and that would not be good.
0: It's so fun. This is is an overarching theme of our show. But as some as money, I'm like I just really want comfort, <laughs> intimacy.
1: <laughs> well, I don't have comfort or intimacy at this moment either, so Love that's why I'm something
0: really. something soft, not tangible. Because everything that's tangible that I wanted throughout my life, I'm calling you out that I've gotten through, through work or not. I've ended. I got it but I've never been able to get like the soft stuff, like a really solid friendship or like a relationship where I feel completely fulfilled. I'm just like, why is that shit so hard? Yet you're sitting here like, I need money, money, money. I'm like, bro, money, I have money and money doesn't do anything. It's just like, the only thing you do with money is pour it back to other people who have more money than you. (laughs)
1: Like, Uh
0: Is he enough money to like survive?
1: I guess.
0: But, Mom. We can get into Maslow's hierarchy of needs another episode.
1: Maslow. That's like affection and shit, right? Mm
0: hmm.
1: That's like affection and all those kinds of needs. Yeah. Just,
0: his thing kind of guides A lot of my research But I'm pulling it up now I guess so. We have nothing else to talk about So basically hmm. I know like you talked about this on the show Before too Sometime in the, in the past well,
1: I, I think we did a while ago Yeah
0: But he's basically saying that people need Need their needs fulfilled before they move on And progress through life So everyone, the first, their most integral needs are their physiological needs, which are like food, you know, water, shelter, sleep, whatever. And then after you have all those met, you go on to safety needs, which is personal security, employment, health, property. And I feel like that's where you are right now, where you're very much like, I need to to be, I need to have safety, I need to protect myself. I feel like I already have that. So now I'm at love and belonging where I'm like, I need friendship. I need, wait, this literally says friendship, intimacy, family. That's a connection. And I'm just like, I need that. That's where I'm at where I'm like, I don't really feel that. I don't really feel like I've had the, the belonging part of my life fulfilled yet. And then from there, you go on to esteem. And then you go on to self-actualization, which is like, the zenith of personal development and i feel like i have been i've been at esteem before but i'm just not there right now and are
1: you supposed to work through them like are you supposed to go through them in order
0: yes the thing is that if you don't meet one of the ones before you'll never like you could be working on self-actualization but if you don't feel safe your approaches to that are always going to be flawed because you don't have the foundation to really know who you like to really like be in that field and know what you're doing.
1: So like, Do you you think it's true? Like, do you believe in it?
0: Yeah. I mean, like in my own life, I think every time, you know, I talked about this on the show where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put this whole relationship on the back burner. I'm going to work on myself. You know, I've always not really been successful because it's just like, I'll be working on myself or esteem or self-actualization and then it will be like, I'll get triggered by like someone showing interest in me and then I'm right back and I'm like completely far gone from working on myself and it's just like right out of my head. And it's because that was never really fulfilled. So I think you can kind of skip things, but like it's probably best and probably leads to the best outcome if you move through them step by step.
1: Mm-hmm. so you're saying now you've made a conscious effort to start like going in the correct order
0: um i guess so it's conscious now that i'm talking about it but it also just seemed kind of natural where it's like okay this once you feel once i feel like once people feel settled somewhere in general the first thing they do is start you know, looking for relationships, looking to build a social network. And then from there, they have their own role within their social network, which would be esteem. And then from there, you can get to self-actualization where you have a social network that's grounded, but you're also, you know, feel as if you're fulfilling what you're meant to be doing because the, the social network that you made is accepting to who you are and accepting to, you know, that vision of yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's like and that's if, making sure you made the right network. Yeah. Um.
0: If you try to push to be your like, you know, like you have to like not act like yourself around certain people because you know that they're not just, they're not going to be down with that. That is kind of like, you could be working on yourself within that social network but you're never going to fully reach, you know, the pinnacle of that sort of work unless you have that network that's accepting to you. So that's what A lot of these these coons run into when they're like so hell bent on being accepted into white culture is that they're never able to really realize who they are or what, you know, what their purpose here is because there's always going to be that disconnect between you know their social network and the role that they play in it versus the role that they see themselves playing within their own lives.
1: Wow, that's pretty crazy. Like, getting a job that you you don't fit in at and that you don't really enjoy, but you're kind of okay with doing it and then realizing later on that it's not for you.
0: Yeah. And we see that a lot. I mean, the thing is that privilege is also interlaced within this, where it's, like, white people are able to then, in the middle of their careers, just abandon ship and do what they want to do. Like, there is this woman from... um project runway i think and she was like a mom you know it's a common story in reality tv shows you know a mom who you know kind of went to college kind of didn't became a mom and then like when they were 45 they just decided oh i'm really into this or like oh i'm i'm at a place where i can go into that and then she became like a fashion designer and then like i think she was like third place her season and it was just like oh my god your fashion is so nuanced and it's so based off of who you are and your identity and that that's why she was able to go really far but it's like you need to have resources to get there within the present frame once you bring capitalism into this like you can't just progress through this willy-nilly like you have to have resources and you know things at your disposal so it's kind of like self-actualization is kind of guarded for people with privilege or people with money so that's where the safety money would be considered safety needs because also when you have money, when you have resources, you become more attracted to other people, which would make it easier for you to have, to find that social network, to find that intimacy, to find that friendship and then move forward from there. So I think it's That's pretty
1: fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. That's wild. Damn. I didn't really understand like the Maslow shit before you just kind of talked me through it. Now I'm like, I just hate that I'm so early on in it. Like I just like want things to be good. Yeah. Wow. Oh man.
0: It really be capitalism, man. Let me tell you, it's capitalism, love. Cause like
1: it definitely is.
0: In a system where, like, anywhere to fuck else, like free healthcare, free things for like. Where they actually support people in the grounding of their lives in terms of safety and like protection, we would be able to reach those higher levels so much more easier without having to sell ourselves to the least common white denominator.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, I. You know, that's kind of a conflict with me. So I'm like, speaking from the frame of not knowing, I'm not having my love and belonging part of the pyramid fulfilled. I'm making these assertions about what I want to do for the rest of my life, who I want to be. And I'm just like, like, I have actually no idea because my perception of like who I am is based off the fact that I want to be incorporated into a social network. I want to be, I just wanna exist around people who I don't have to think twice about or don't really question their loyalty or like whatever. So it's like, of course, like that kind of shape, that kind of jades the view of who I, what I really wanna do and who I really wanna be if I'm thinking in that way. So I'm like, I'm making all these life decisions and I'm like, bro, what if like I get into this and I realize that I, that's not it. And that is have to like start all over I don't know. I try my best with it anyway, though. That's all you really can do.
1: As long as you don't get, like, super bored, you know? I feel like in life, like, if you don't know what to do and you're, like, concerned about making the right decision, I think there's probably a lot of right decisions.
0: Yeah. I was just getting into it last night. For my midterm, for my political film class, we had to write a 2020 sequel to one of the films we watched
1: Ooh, i like the sound of that
0: yeah and it was just like what film was it? the american president i can pull it up basically the american president was about if there was a president widower you know general president of the two, 1990s 2000s and then he started going out with like He started like casually dating this like political activist lobbyist for the environment and it just became a scandal because the president was casually dating whatever whatever and then they both had shared interests in like this environmental bill because the president was actually really environmentalist but you know within the system he couldn't really pursue that because it wasn't popular with congress or whatever and then so the movie goes on and on and on and then his girlfriend's like gaining all these like senators on their bill. And like, they're saying that they're going to support this climate bill, but then the president's struggling because he's operating within the framework of, you know, being the president. And also his, I guess his polling numbers went down as his relationship developed. Cause it's like, Oh, where are your family values? Da, da, da. You're a widower. You have a daughter. Why are you going out with a woman? Like, okay. So that was the movie. And then my sequel.
1: with a widower. That means his wife died. Yeah so he's not supposed to date people?
0: I think the, it was something about the president dating someone. That was just like, people didn't really like that because there's been a trend of the presidents always either being single or being within a family because that's like the American value or like the American standard where it's like all presidents are have either been married or like widowed. We've never had like a bachelor president. Really? Yeah.
1: That's wild.
0: Because they see them, because, like, political analysts see them as unelectable, and then people just... Why, like,
1: they, why is that unelectable?
0: Because ex- it's not American value. American value is the nuclear family.
1: That's so fucking stupid.
0: Yeah, I mean, nowadays, I feel like Trump kind of threw that out, low-key, like, you know, whatever he's doing. But, I mean, yet again, nuclear family, him, Melania, and Barron you know we're just he's a little gotcha. more and then the whole thing with bill Clinton,
1: that's the the nuclear family those three <laughs> but
0: anyway what i was oh, saying man. was like so i was like writing a sequel i'm like this is so intuitive this is so easy for me to like completely rip apart this this plot line and make it about 2020 i'm just like why haven't i explored screenwriting why haven't i explored media film because like of course I'm talking about media in terms of analyzing news, but I'm like, I know how to write a story. I know how to, I've been doing drama club for how long? Like, I know intently how to create narratives and how to make things, how to write stories more so than like academic papers. So then I'm like, okay. And I'm looking through PMA, like for classes, I'm like, all these sounds so interesting. This is solely stuff that I can get into. And now I'm like, I made all, like, right after I submitted my applications to my graduate program, I'm like, now this whole new sort of area of interest is coming up. And I'm just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? But anyway, the sequel, The President of Middle America, it follows, I didn't want, okay, it's 2020, and we have a populist president from Iowa, and it's the same story, but it was just very clearly based off of 2020. Like the girl was from San Francisco. She was like really big on the environment. Their shared interest was providing jobs for middle America, but the president wanted to do it by being an isolationist and kicking people out of China. And the girl wanted to do it by, um, you know, green deal manufacturing sort of, way of thinking where it's like okay if we change these sort of systems we can create new jobs that are more climate conscious and then it was the same story and i was like it took me it was like a thousand pages a thousand words at the end and i wrote that in like 45 minutes and i was just like oh i didn't even have to like think and i was like fucking i named everyone after like news media outlets like the girl's name was like tia young turk the guy's name was Brian Bart. Fucking Orlando Sentinel. Or like PJ Media. I was like, all these like, I wasn't I didn't even have to look it up. I was just like, okay, this is the name. This is the name. Sure,
1: I, used to, I used to love the Young Turks when I was a kid. That shit was so tough. Do you ever watch that? Mm-hmm. That shit used to be entertaining. Yeah. Who's
0: that in college media?
1: Yeah, college. <laughs> Well,
0: wow. like, but no, I do think a lot of my talents lined up with the film industry, and I never even watched movies like that. But I think just in na- analyzing narrative and storytelling, like I'm pretty close to getting, like I'm kind of there.
1: Hmm. Nice. It's pretty cool. We will see.
0: Yeah. And also just being a performer, it's like, I feel like I have a innate bond with the practice of with that industry where I can exist on both sides and I'm like it'll be really it'll be a shame if I just threw that away
1: yeah Uh, yeah you should keep that part of you that's how I feel about art I guess I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't know. It's so weird because I'm not even like super suicidal, but sometimes I'm just like, man, because the shit just stopped. Like, (laughs) wow. I'm sad right now because my dad came up and brought my skateboard, but I forgot to take it out of the car, so he just drove home with it.
0: Oh my God. Mm Yeah. Wait, that has <laughs> that has this thing.
1: Yeah, it fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sad. It's whatever, though. That's life. Mm-hmm. Like bad things happen and they're your fault. That's life. <laughs>
0: hmm. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people get caught up on the it's your fault part. A lot of people get caught up on the it's your fault part. Uh, Sometimes it is. I don't know. I was doing a lot of you know, optimistic thinking, and I was just like, we're going to reach a point in probably the near future where This whole idea of celebrity is going to fall apart because we're at a point where it's getting unsustainable to put these people on pedestals when time after time again, you know, they prove themselves to be real people who do fucked up shit and also still deserve to, you know, exist after they do fucked up shit. Like, people are just like, especially alongside cancel culture, you know, it's like, are we really gonna keep on doing this thing where like someone's canceled and we put all this energy into making sure that their streams of revenue are cut off and they're, you know, that they're individual, they're individually punished for these societal paradigms that more or less everyone experienced personally and in those personal experiences, the people who perpetuate the same things kind of just are able to exist without being questioned. like especially within politics i feel like that's kind of what 2020 is deciding because like you know biden and trump whatever whatever but if trump wins this election it's definitely going to be a message that the americ politicians are public entities their lives are for public consumption they there's no divide between you know their personal lives and their professional lives as politicians But if Biden wins and he brings back that sort of boring facade of politics, where it's actually about the work, we can see a movement where people are like, okay, if we keep this same system, it can be taken advantage of where people like Donald Trump can, you know, gain power based off of outraging people and based off of taking advantage of the fact that people will talk about him no matter what, because they're angry. And they will be... It'll just be a different landscape where peop where like people have more freedom to have a private life. I mean, w- whether that private life works against us in particular or not, without being, you know, castrated at a moment's notice without having the t- the time to like defend themselves. But I don't know. Part of that also feels like to be innately against this moment of history where we try to right the wrongs of the past, which is literally impossible, but we continue to try to do it. And it's like, in order to get past a lot of these societal paradigms of racism, discrimination, prejudice, we have to call it out. But also like, it just gets tiring having to constantly, you know, talk on situations about people that we don't know as if, all they are is the fact that they messed up.
1: Yeah, it feels like there's a better way to handle it. Mm. Like, can't we just like chill the fuck out just for a second? Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess a lot but, of. It... I mean,
1: I do we get mad? Hmm. So, I do we get mad at shit though? Yeah,
0: I guess a lot of it is that we get mad at shit that you know affects us innately. Where it's like, if you have even like past all like the general stuff about racism. Like if you have a past, if you have like a trigger for like trauma and then someone does something, a a celebrity does something to trigger you in that way, it's like, of course you're gonna, your first reaction is going to be to like be angry to say these things. And I think that as, I guess like the mental health revolution takes hold in this generation where we're, for the first time in a while, we're being honest And we're just being very thoughtful and academic about the role mental health plays on the psyche and like putting names to a lot of stuff that people just thought was normal like not even 10 years ago and it's like because we're doing that work it seems so like in well placed to be like hey if i'm a survivor of sexual assault and then a celebrity sexually assaults someone it is my it's my right, it's my duty to be like, hey, that's not okay, to be outraged publicly about that. But then it's like, those people just become, I mean, it's not for sexual assault in in general, those people just kind of become the person who did that, and there's no real room for them to, you know, find their way back into society. Because, you know, there's obviously... In most cases, a lot of personal or, like, people do things for reasons. And, like, if we talked about the reasons why people do things, maybe we can get to a consensus where it's, like, okay, people who tend to be, who were abused when they were younger tend to, you know, perpetuate the same system. So, let's talk about getting past that. Let's incorporate people who turned the wrong path in terms of their mental health in the mental health conversation where it's like, it's okay for them to be, you know, reacclimated into society if they, you know, do the work to get past their own ailments. But we're not, we're not at that part of the conversation yet. We're just outraged.
1: We're definitely not anywhere near that far yet, you know?
0: Mm-mm. But I do think you know. that Biden win it. Trump winning kind of just adds to the flame of, Hey, cause like, of, Hey, like be outraged you know, talk about things that you don't really know about, feed into this whole entire paradigm of distraction because I learned a way to gain from that system. And it's, like, I feel like if Biden wins, we're going to see a kind of difference in that.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Like, we obviously want Biden to win, but, like, that's almost regressive in some sort of interesting way, too, you know?
0: I know. I think that's okay. I think it's okay to be in a place and be like, we went too far. Cause like, <laughs> imagine if like fucking 1750, them niggas were like, you know what? Maybe we didn't need a million black people. You know where we would be now? <laughs> like, it's such a capitalistic way of thinking that like, no matter whatever happens, just gotta go with the flow. You just gotta keep it going. Cause you can't go back. You can't, you know.
1: Yep, rip- it's only all downhill from here.
0: Yeah. And it's just like, we can go back. And I think a lot of, I mean, that's a very political analyst way of thinking things. a lot of political analysts are like, okay, we want to go back. We're tired of covering, you know, fucking Stormy Dan- Daniels when we're really, we got 70 years of education on foreign policy. Like, we want to go back to talking about things. But it's like, we have, it's on the people now. Cause
1: the people don't want to talk about shit at this point. Yeah. Not not really, you know. Not these people. <laughs> these Americans. <laughs> Mm-mm.
0: <laughs> not... <laughs> you um wanna close out this episode with uh we never came up with a name for that segment, but the limerick segment.
1: Oh, yeah, we can we can do some limericks. What do you want to call it? I, don't
0: know. I think I named the episode "Slimy Limericks," but I don't know where that came from.
1: We could call it "Um Shoot Like Uh what's it, Like Eels and Escalators." <laughs>
0: Mm-mm. Oh wait, do you want to keep the niggas? Niggas be rhyming.
1: Niggas be rhyming, yo. That's it. Niggas be rhyming. That's definitely it.
0: Niggas be lying. Niggas be right. Ry- Wait, why?
1: Because we- <laughs> niggas be <laughs> doing. This. be rhyming. Niggas be rhyming. Okay. Wait. So how would we do it before?
0: I don't. One of us starts off. If they get it, if they guess it, they get a point. If they don't, the other person gets the point. It's the same thing as niggas be lying. Oh.
1: Okay. Um. You want to go first? You want me to?
0: Uh, I'll go first since I brought it up. Um,
1: let's
0: see, um, Faculty Leg.
1: Faculty leg. Um faculty leg. Staff calf. Yes. Boom, so I got one. Okay. Mm. Enjoyable number.
0: Enjoyable number? Grade eight? Nope. Um fun one.
1: Yeah.
0: Woo! Okay. Okay, we brought our egging. Um wow. Wow. Someone just hit me up that I was not expecting. Um,
1: that's funny.
0: Let's go with um Okay. We can We got. We got to break this. I. I, I got. I gotta get. I gotta get my foot in. Um, huh. Let's see. Mm. Mm. Oh. How. Oh. Okay. Okay I have one in mind. trying mm. to figure out i have a i have to figure out the other word mm. Mm. Shit,
1: shit, 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 shit.
0: spreader spreader um mm Wait, spreader, spreader. Not spreader, spreader. Spreader. Defeated spreader.
1: Defeated spreader. Mm. Mm. Defeated. Mm. Spreader. What's a spreader? Something that spreads things. Okay. Defeated. (laughs) Wow, this is a toughie. Last bras. No. Mm-hmm. You want mm-hmm. a hint? I would like a hint, yeah.
0: It sp- it ends the same way spreader does. Mm. Or like both words end the same way spreader does.
1: Like adder, like er, uh. er, uh. uh. a loser, uh. a loser, smoother. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 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 mm. Loser. I don't know what is it?
0: A loser diffuser.
1: A loser diffuser. I'm not even mad about that. That's bullshit. Okay. I got one. Um a, a cooking cat. Um
0: Cooking cat. Mm. Cat that cooks. <laughs> um Chef. No. Chef. Susha, not susha. Rhymes with Chef. With chef. <laughs> <laughs> um cooking. A cat is a, a calico. It's like a calico. Also, like a lion, lion, tiger, panther, cheetah, a kitchen, kitchen, panther. I oh, know, there's not no damn panther. Um, Lion, tiger, cougar, cooking, cooking, cooking cougar now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a
0: bit of rhyming <laughs> um okay cooking cat cat that cooks um <laughs> a tin tin tin
1: <laughs>
0: also it is um our mascot so for those who That's need
1: acorn, acorns are mascot. There's He's so many
0: black lot. cats in your family.
1: <laughs> so you pour them in our lineage alone. Mm.
0: Um, cooking cat, feline.
1: Mm.
0: A line chef feline. <laughs> a cook, cook. Coop, coop, cock, cock. Me too.
1: To not me too. Um, I give up. A Ryan line.
0: Oh wow! Damn. Two two.
1: Two two. Um.
0: Okay, let me bring it do you- back down to. Let me bring us back down. Hmm. Um.
1: police herb police herb Mm. police herb
0: this one one, I don't know what I was talking about this is right up there with the last one
1: (laughs) this is like a cop like a a pig fig
0: no hmm
1: Uh, police (laughs) um ice spice come on veneto ice spice was a good guess that was a hit veneto um Uh mm. Mm. that shit they used to put on fucking. Bro, a police herb. Hmm. Mm. I don't know what is it. Gestapo cilantro? You're really <laughs> not even... that. Do, that shouldn't count. It did. That's so ass. I don't even know those words. We don't know cilantro? Gestapo?
0: The German Nazi police?
1: Uh, I I don't fucking know those niggas. (laughs) I could not have told you that. (laughs) That's bullshit. Do another one. That one doesn't even count because I didn't know that word. Um... Mm. I thought you were talking about like Guantanamo or some shit. I didn't even know what you meant. So, yeah, that one doesn't count. Mm
0: hmm. Let's do... That's too much. I mean, I am too much, but that's too much. Anyway, we're, we're just reaching an hour now, so tune into the live the after show to see the continuation of
1: this. Uh, to see who wins the tiebreaker, it's 2-2. Nathan's cheating in the last round, so we're doing another one.